This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the one, the only, the singular show on the internet where we talk about things like, you know, what movies are we watching? What TV are we viewing? What is happening in the world of, you know, a sci-fi, fantasy, lasers, dinosaurs, uh, uh, wizards, and so forth. I am Dan Selke, the editor of WinnersComing.net. I am here with Dan DeVita, the editor of WinnersComing.net. You are not seeing double weird two men named Dan are at the same job. Daniel, how are you doing? It's true. It's true. I'm doing good. I just got done with my Last Kingdom binge. Uh. So all is right in the world. How are you today? I'm swell. I got my goblet of Everclear and I watched those videos. I'm feeling pretty good. Nice. Hey, Christian, Julie, Martha, Julie, it's the D team. D team. That is not That's a right. bad name. Cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> you just mentioned, Daniel, that you watched The Last Kingdom, the new uh, Netflix, the fifth and final season of the Netflix medieval drama adapted from Bernard Cornwell's Saxon story saga. It dropped literally today onto the Netflix streaming platform. We both watched the entire thing ahead of time because in the bit in the biz, we get things called screeners where we get to watch things ahead of time. It's very special. It's very cool. Everybody can do it. We can do it. And we watched all <laughs> 10 episodes. We have the skinny. We have our fully formed opinions. We have our insights ready to go. And Daniel, what did you think of the fifth and final season of the last kingdom of the last adventure of Uhtred, son of Uhtred of Bebemba. Man, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I, I think, you know, the expanse got a little bit of flack when it aired because it was like, it was a finale, but it wasn't really a finale because there were more books and the last kingdom is in that spot too, where this is the end of the show, but we know they're doing yes. like the sequel movie, right? Because there are like three more books, I think. I think um, so. But this this felt like an end, though. This felt more like an it end than the experience. Did, yeah. it, it mirrored. Yeah, I don't. I, we're gonna try to keep the spoilers light because obviously mm-hmm. it just dropped. We don't want to spoil it all. Julie, for you, guys. you just said that you're um, only two episodes in. You're loving it, so we're, we're not gonna spoil the rest. Excellent. For you. Yeah, uh, but I thought. It was fantastic. I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. What about you? I liked it too. You know, um, The Last Kingdom is this weird, like, kind of Game of Thrones adjacent place, kind of like with Vikings, um, where it has all these kind of elves. It has all, it's like said medieval, only like actual medieval times, not fake medieval times like Game of Thrones is. And it has all this <laughs> politic, and it has these kind of clans banding together and hatching these schemes to take land and capture castles and like have strategic marriages. A lot of the particulars are kind of similar and it never blew up as big. I think I have some, uh, some theories as to why that is. We can talk about it, but overall I definitely enjoy it. And Julie, just to tell you, you know, first, first two episodes, it only gets better from there. I thought the season really improved as it Agreed. went. I liked the back half more than the front half, which there was a bit of contrivance. There, there's some like workmanlike things, what I don't always I'm not always thrilled when watching the show, but sometimes I am thrilled. Like at the end, that was a very beautiful end. That felt like a very full circle thing. It's a good ending for um, a really good undersung historical series. It's been on for a few years now and always was never less than like quite good. And sometimes it was great. And I think 
the final episode especially, which is appropriately dramatic and involves Bibimba, which I I love like at home. Like I'll, I'll say that just like Bibimba, uh, like he does and have a really good time with it. And I'm glad he said it some more. And the ending was really, really satisfying, really, really full circle. It was just a good season of TV. But uh, was there anything that kind of graded you about it, Daniel? Anything that grinded your gears? Anything that you didn't like? Why Why are we com- praising um, it when we could be complaining? Yeah, right. It's the internet. I mean, that's not where the praise belongs. Um, <laughs> I There were... Most of the things that, that got me about it were little things. I, I think The Last Kingdom, like, it it doesn't really have a weak link, you know, like, like they say, you can judge shows a little bit sometimes by their weakest link. And the last kingdom didn't, it hasn't really had one. I, I think it's like, it's small stuff. Like, uh, like characters kind of getting pushed from a to B a little quickly at times, or like there, there's something you said. in I think one of your episode reviews, we, we both reviewed the season, um, but available now pointed out the entire review. Yeah, there were times where it felt like we were moving so fast through things that the show didn't slow down enough to really think about what the things meant uh, on the broader scale. And I felt like that was true. It wasn't always true because I think the show did a really good job, especially in the, the ending handful of episodes of doing the opposite and really slowing down and giving all the yeah. characters time to to ask like what was going to happen and not pushing characters through the motions. But there were a While couple of points where they did stakes. a little bit. Like it, 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 Absolutely. it didn't lose it toward the end. I mean, like there's no, one not point, at I, mean, all. I, 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 I won't spoil it, but there's one character who dies, not many deaths really. And they kind of just go by so fast. I was like, wait, are they even dead? There's another death that really, hit yeah. me really hard in the fields. And I, again, I won't spoil it, yes. but really, really solid. And just like, I've been attached to these characters at this point. I know their names. Although, can we just talk really for a quick second? These <sighs> names in medieval names. England. The names. I didn't write them down, but it's like Aethelflaed, Aelswith, um, Aelthwin, uh, Aethward, Aethelfled, Aethelhelm. Um, Elfweird. Elfweird, Elfweird. Uh, stupid. <laughs> just like, I know that they're being... Oh, this is an, oh, this segue is going to be amazing. I know that um, they're trying to be historically accurate and they're trying to kind yes. of capture um, the, you know, the, the, the truth, the verisimilitude of the ninth century, I think is when that's set. But um, you don't need to. Like, this is a good example of these names are so similar sounding and thus confusing that the telling a good story becomes more important to me than getting every little detail exactly correct. So just screw history, call someone Bob, just do it. Like you don't <laughs> need to have this. I asked, um, I, what, would I, Ber- what would Bernard Cornwell say to that? I don't care. He's like 90. I can take him. <laughs> like I asked the, the cast members. I love Bernard Cornwell, by the way. I love the, the Warlord Chronicles, one of my favorite books. The Warlord Chronicles, one of my favorite book series um, by him, which they, and they make that new show too. And I would hopefully watch that. Mm-hmm. I asked the cast members one because I got to interview them uh, on, on like one of these Zoom calls. Are you ever confused by the names? And they were like, yes, all the time. Like we're on yeah. this show and we get confused. And I, I do think one of the places, The Last Kingdom, stumbled a little bit was that it was so faithful to the source material and kind of to its consistent aesthetic and tone that it, it didn't like take as many of those kind of Game of Thronesy big swings. I think it's a good example of how being so straight on and so consistent, even though it obviously produce it has its, it has its upsides big upsides because the series of shows yeah. very good I, I i i wonder if they would have made a few tweaks if this show could have like blown up huge if they would have let go a little bit on the historical accuracy and had just a tad bit more showmanship and maybe didn't keep the color palette quite so brown and so gray if it couldn't have like because this show never became a giant hit and it should have been because it was very good and it is yeah. very good and i hope people enjoy the last season and who knows maybe the last season will be the time people finally catch on to it and like it blows up huge but um there's just those little niggles that i always thought if i were in charge which i should have been 
I would have just yeah. altered things just a little bit to um, kind of bring it more into the 21st century and like put some like um, like some P.T. Barnum stank on it, like put just a little more showmanship on it while still <laughs> keeping the historical accuracy that made us an engaging and grossing experience. Yeah, I think, you know, that's an interesting point. I feel like I never really thought of it that way until writing about it and realizing the names um, and, and kind of joking about, like, I wonder if the names are half the problem with it never really catching quite on <laughs> as much as it should. And like, even though that's a joke, it's like, I didn't realize until joking. writing about it this season yeah, I didn't realize until writing about it. Like, I didn't know half the char- like I knew the main characters' names, sure. but like, Uhtred. there there is a solid chunk of characters who was like, oh yeah, that guy, that guy there, <laughs> yeah, I like him. I have no idea what his name is. So, and it's tough because all of those Ethel names, I, Ethel, those are all Ethel. actual people. So that's why they chose those names. I'm saying, who cares? Um, They're not going to get you. The estate of Ethelwald is not going to come for you. They are long, <laughs> long, long, long gone. Just change it. That's that's true. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was really good. I, I think if you are a fan of The Last Kingdom, you will not be disappointed. It's hard to imagine any Last Kingdom fan watching this season and having the gripes that some mm-hmm. other shows have had when they've ended. Like, it's classic Last Kingdom right it down really to is. the to the final episode if you're a fan um, of any historical drama i recommend you check so if, if you're a fan of game of thrones i recommend check this out um also I'll, I'll say some praise at the end for alexander draymond who has been uh, yeah. the main character yeah. uh, for all these seasons he always said a really destiny is old destiny is old he talks in this like halting like we must take the men to destiny is all like this kind of uppy like this downy uppy thing um, he has one it, of the it, most it, unique accents, and no one else has it. It's like it's not like he no. comes from a part of England where everyone. Okay, never mind. I'm getting off track. But yeah, he's done a really solid. It's because job. he's a Saxon raised by Danes, sure. so he's got to have is, a unique accent. That's why Rita does kind of talk like that sometimes. So maybe there's something to that. Um, yeah. He did a really great job. He was always very sturdy, and I hope he gets some recognition because he has done a consistently excellent acting job with a performance yeah him i i think he really knocked it out of the park there were a few scenes that i mean he had some tearjerker scenes yeah he did a bunch of the characters did um l eliza butterworth who plays elswith too (laughs) she had one really tearjerker scene and then some kind of hilarious scene she was awesome she was kind of my my sneaky mvp of the season who it's not uh, really a funny show, a lot of scenes. but Ailsworth has one moment that made me like laugh out loud. Again, I won't spoil it, but it involves her and a violent story and a um, yeah. like a soft detail on a violent story. She sells it. Yeah. I wish the show She's the best, great. the cast the best. Kudos on a good run. And there is a movie coming up, Seven Kings Must Die, yep. which is a good title. Um, although I don't know how yeah, they'll is. fit three books. I'm going to guess they'll like skip two books and just do one. Maybe I'm not really sure. It's hard to, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I read an interview somewhere where they, the showrunners were talking about doing like the ending capstone story of Uhtred in the movie. So I feel like they're just going to take the last three or however many books and say, okay, how can we tell the long, like, I feel like they're going to try to get to the end, but any details in the middle are totally up for the chopping block. I don't know work. how they're going to pull it off. Good job, Netflix. Good job, Iceman. Good job, Last Kingdom. We doff yeah. our uh, goblet of Everclear to you. Yeah, that's that's what this plastic cup is. All right, what I else is going prepared. on in the wide world of uh, what have you, Daniel? Well, the the biggest entertainment news thing that happened literally like a couple of hours ago is that the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer dropped during Disney investor day, which you were in attendance. You watched digitally. How was the investor day? Weird. Okay. I won't spend too much time on this, but just people, if you're watching. So today I watched, I want to hear 
the Disney investor call, which we all thought would be like, oh, they're going to have a trailer for Obi Wan, which they did. That that made sense. They're talking about like yeah. next up with Disney parks, we're going to install the tilt of floral or whatever. And they did have that section. Like, here's what we're doing to clean up the world's oceans. But first, they yeah. had like um, just like a bunch of proposals by shareholder organizations. And what I learned is on an investor call, if you, I guess, have enough shares, you can just take the mic and say whatever weird ass thing pops into your head. Because there were some <laughs> weird ass things said, uh, like apparently to Bob Chappick, the CEO of Disney, and he just couldn't do anything. Like, okay, here's things I didn't expect to hear on a Disney investor call. Talk about the January 6th riots. Um, the phrase Whoopi Goldberg's dangerous theories on critical race theory. Um, oh my God. Uh, a calls to not support uh, Congress people who are supporting homophobic bills in Florida. A different call to be more homophobic. And why would you do a pride march in Disney World? You shouldn't do that. Um, it was kind of nuts. And then they had Man. this like, and enjoy this trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi in the middle of it. <laughs> it was wild. That's, I did not yeah, know investor a, calls a, were like this, but it was, it was kind of insane. And it was public. You all could have, anyone could have heard this. They were, it was on their website. That's crazy. That's nuts. But so it, yeah, that, was that was nuts. some unexpected excitement. <laughs> It, it was very weird. Again, I, again, so it must be if you're a shareholder and you get enough shareholders on your side, you could just like they're obliged to just let you speak your piece, even if your piece is real stupid. So that's what I learned. But <laughs> in the middle there, they have this trailer for Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is, I guess, the um, the more normal thing came out of it. So why don't we watch this trailer yeah. and see what we can see? Let's do it. Okay, so this is a long time coming. Ewan McGregor is going to return to the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi. They're on the planet of Tatooine. There he is in his roaming the streets like a vagabond. Do you know what that thing he's uh, writing is called? I do not. I have. I do not know what that thing it does. It absolutely has a name. I'm sure there's a toy of it. But can we pause here? Pause it, pause it, pause it. Yeah. Okay, so Obi-Wan Kenobi is looking at a young Luke Skywalker. I mean, a little creepily from a distance with his little binoculars, like, you know, he should um, be in a registry somewhere. And uh, his face, I mean, so Ewan McGregor played Obi-Wan in the prequel movies, the the prequel Star Wars movies. Um, And it is kind of cool to see him back and to see, you know, he's older um, he's about the right age to play this. He's weathered. He's worn. Yeah. He, he looks like he spent some, he, he, he spent some hard time out in the hands of Tatooine. And we see a young Luke Skywalker here played by who the hell knows. Yeah. Uncredited child playing Luke Skywalker. Um, oh, yeah. I, yeah, probably definitely. I mean, I would guess we'll probably see more of this kid. Um, this is one of those interesting things with, with a show like this, because this is set halfway between revenge of the Sith and a new hope. Um, so we get to see little Luke, but whatever happens, even if little Luke is in danger, he can't really know it. Like, like it's interesting to think about the things, the restrictions they have from the canon for like, like they can't <laughs> yes, kidnap they have to weave very little carefully. Luke. Yeah. Cause otherwise why wouldn't adult Luke know he got kidnapped type thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he's there, he's watching and presumably going to be looking out for him throughout this um, series and not telling Darth Vader that Luke exists, <laughs> which I have some words on, but let's continue the trailer and see what else comes up. Stay hidden. Okay. There's little Luke. Damba. Again, registry looking at him. Like it's so good. Fade to black. Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm is back, everybody. They're, 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 they're going to present this. Now, uh, I'm not a giant Star Wars fan, so I feel like I have some distance from this. Are you excited, Daniel? Are you excited by this show? I have, you know, I've been really skeptical um, mm-hmm. because I just one Star Wars thing after another, I'm just starting to get worn out on it. This trailer got me psyched. Ooh, 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 uh, pause big- it on that lady. Oh, that is um, oh. Joel Edgerton as Uncle yeah, Owen, he, 
Luke's and he Luke's was in like the prequels. He was good for him, yeah. and then he became a he star in, in his own right. Yeah, yeah. And the story was, will involve he played like Uncle a, Owen. Good for him. Will involve that lady who is a inquisitor who hunt down, you know, um, uh, wayward Jedi. Jedi who escaped it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she was in the. Um, she was in the drug addict chess player movie of uh, show on Netflix. I forget, uh, the Queen's Gambit. The Queen's Gambit. <laughs> I forgot her name though. I just love She's that good. That's, that's the way the Queen's Gambit is becoming known. Is that not accurate? That's accurate. <laughs> no, no, it's it's very accurate. Um, yeah. So apparently, I guess she's a character from the comics. Moses Ingram. That's her name. Yeah, the, the actor, not so, the character. Yes, Riva is the character's name. Um, yeah. So the Inquisitors. There's a whole thing with the different Inquisitors. They were in comics. They were in video games. Apparently. Um, there, there's a great article that breaks this down up on the sites, um, that, that was written today. Winter is coming. Uh, yeah, that, that site, definitely not the other one that I was referring to there, but yeah, so we're going to be presumably learning out more about them. And this is another instance where I'm wondering how they're going to manage the canon because again, I, they already have done legwork for this with star Wars rebels, but you know, Darth Vader never mentioned having like a whole posse of lightsaber wielding cronies in the, in the movies in the original movies. So I'll be curious to see how they handle that. I'll just say the thing that got me most excited is hearing duel of the fates in the background from episode. Which one, is that song is- that goes like, uh, what's the lick from it again? Okay. Okay. Punch it, Richard. Punch it, Richard. Let's do it. Leaves a trail. There she is, and confronting Uncle Owen, so he'll know some stuff. Ominous. They go to a new city, so it's not just Tatooine. They're going to have to leave yep. elsewhere eventually. Ooh, oh, oh, that lady um, is Indira Varma, Alaria Sand from Game of Thrones. Good for her, getting work. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's an Imperial officer. She's very good. I like her. That's cool. I could see her being a pretty intimidating Imperial officier. Yeah, 100%. And uh, it's interesting to see oh, Obi-Wan on that, this planet, um, which I yeah, think Paul's I uh, on that Blade Runner looking thing. Oh, uh, I think I heard yeah. a comparison of that planet to like go. Vegas. Company. Yeah. Um, Star Wars Vegas. So it's Yes. Yeah, Star Vegas. Uh, it's cool that Obi-Wan's going there. So he's not going to be on Tatooine for this whole movie, which I guess is presumably no how he might cross paths with Darth Vader. Which they do not show in this trailer. Like the the, the big thing for this yes. has been Ewan McGregor's back as Darth Vader. Hayden Christensen's back. No, I'm sorry. I mean, Ewan McGregor's back as Kenobi. Hayden Christensen's back as Darth Vader. They do not show Darth Vader though because they want to keep no. some things in their back pocket to excite us later. Um, which is, I you think know, that's good. my problem with, with with the show in general is that you mentioned that it has to like thread the needle, and yeah, uh, it, it 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 sounds a little like it exists to give us sort of a fan service moment. Like there's only so much they can do that, that they really can't blow our minds because it's set. It, it, there are so many bounds on it and they're trying to up, they're yeah. bringing in the inquisitors and, you know, doing other things, but it's going to end up at status quo and there's a good way to do it, but I am still going to uh, reserve judgment until it actually comes out. I can judge myself whether it's good or not. I am not on fully Same. on board quite yet. It's okay. If you I, want to see it, if, if you're really yeah. you can admit it to me. It's, uh, it's safe between I, no, me and you and Julie and Adelaide and everybody. Oh, okay. I'm half excited. I'm half excited. Okay. The trailer got me more excited. Before that, I was a cool one-fifth excited. Um, <laughs> no, you're a good the, one-half. The nice. trailer looks pretty cool. I Yeah, the tricky thing with prequels, especially something like this, that's not a, it's a prequel and a sequel, so it's in the middle. It's got tons of bounds. You know, we know at the end of this, Obi-Wan has to be back on Tatooine. We're going back to Tatooine. Mm-hmm. He's fine. He's a little sad at the world still, probably. And Darth Vader is still being Darth Vader at the end. So, yeah, yeah there's only so much that can really change in the status quo for this show. I mean, I'll watch it. I'm really glad it's a limited series. Yes. You know, knock on wood. We'll see. Presumably they can't just get you and McGregor to come back for seasons and seasons. So I'm glad this is right now a one-off thing. And that I hope it stays that way. Me too. Richard, punch it. 
Space Vegas, Space Vegas, Space Vegas, so on and so forth. Red lightsaber, which I apparently is what the Inquisitors use. They're red. You know, you know, they're evil if they're red. No it's, good person yeah. a red lightsaber. That's just that's, ridiculous. That's canon. If you're using a red lightsaber, you're making questionable life choices. And there you go. Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi out in May. Yeah, cute. Yeah, May twenty fifth. Um, I'm fine with it. I'll watch it. Um, but I'm not bowled over excited. By the way, Nicole says that the yeah. Disney shareholders thing sounds like a bad school meeting. I mean, yeah, Nicole, what I learned is Accurate. there's basically there's basically no difference, apparently, between like any given school board meeting and just a meeting to inform shareholders of the direction of your multi-billion dollar company. They are the exact same thing. And I didn't know that. And that surprised me. Um, I, I really thought it'd be a little more tailored to this thing. And I can't get over it. Like the, the, the tonal whiplash between like, again, bringing up, uh, being a, 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 a lot about what Whoopi Goldberg is saying on the view to like pretty straightforward. Here's our, here's what we're working on it is wild. Yeah. Um, although it does tell you, like, if you're a shareholder if, in a company, like apparently you just can say whatever you want, which makes it, which kind of makes me want to do this. Like if I just get enough shares, like Bob, do you have a new life goal now? <laughs> I have a new hobby. I have a new interest. Okay. Okay. Moving on from Star Wars, is there other comments in this yeah. area? Of course. Why don't we visit Westeros for a second? Since we always have a Westeros from the show, it is take the black yeah. after all. Take yeah, we got to round up the Westeros news. Um, there, there were a few smaller pieces of news that we got this week. My favorite, my my favorite, uh, mm. that I'm curious to hear, I always love to hear your thoughts about, is so apparently House of the Dragon, new character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we got the, the deets on a new character who will be involved deets. in House of the Dragon, the hopefully secret hero of the show, what, Brett Lannister? Br- Brett, Brett Lannister. We didn't even write down the actor who's playing him. I forget who it is, but yeah, it came out yeah, that I there's a um, like a spotlight, a, a kind of an agency page, an actor whose name I forget, and, and I apologize for that. Is playing Brett Lannister, which like you know sounds like your friend's older brother who got kicked out of college for not the class after he got too drunk. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's a background character, but I I, I just love that there's a Brett Lannister out there. Hopefully, I hope it gets a line. I, I hope he says some stuff. I hope he like yeah. um, like wants to take some of the. I, I, I hope he like buys the alcohol for some of the younger Targaryen kids or something. He's like willing to do that. I hope <laughs> he's he gets a, bad a fake ID for somebody. Keep. Yeah, exactly. Just a cute thing. Yeah, we sure, also a- got Aegon the Second. I could get you that, <laughs> and then he'd probably, <laughs> probably die. Um, and like the, 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 yeah. the, you, just, you, you, you do come across sometimes like Uncle Kevin Lannister is a character who exists. Yeah. It, the, the show's up some fun because you got like John and Brandon and Ned next to Daenerys and Tyrion and like Alaria and like this kind of very wide range of names yeah. that are um, fantastical and normal. The biggest hit, did you know yeah. this? That the, Let's not the forget most common, Kermit and Elmo Tully. Well, <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> like, that's fine. Um, you yeah, know, the, the most common true. Game of Thrones baby name is Arya, which it's because in yes. my theory that it, 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 it hits that sweet spot between like, it's, it's kind of fantastical and different, not very common, but it doesn't sound so ridiculous that they're going to get laughed out of, off the playground. You know, like it's not, um, yeah. Viserys, like that's stupid, but it's also not just boring old John either. It's like a nice in between, um, kind of, a uh, hit, hits that sweet spot. Okay, we also learned that... Um, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, David J. Peterson, who translated all the Valerian and Dothraki, is working on House of the Dragon 2, and there's a ton of High Valerian in it. So they're going to be speaking Daenerys' Dracarys language, which I enjoy. As always, go what you busted that out. Yeah, he said there's a lot of dialogue. A lot of more... He did more High Valerian for season one of House of the Dragon than any season of Game of Thrones. Not more language work, but more High Valerian in particular. So, the, yeah, I guess the Targaryens teach their kids that language, which makes sense. Daenerys knew it really well. I don't know any of the things. By the way, the commenters are ooh, bringing it. Um, you know that line? Ah, never, I'm not going to try it. I'll, I'll learn it next time. Christian says, Brett Lannister, singer for Poison Cover Band. Awesome. 
Nicole, nice. Brett Lannister, the main high school bully who plays football. Awesome. And Julie, change it yeah. to Athol Brett Lannister. They might do that. Maybe it's short for something. <laughs> yeah. Nicole loves High Valyrian. It's a very nice language. And it, it's always cool to have like, um, a, 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 by the way, guys, if, if you want to add a new word in vocabulary, apparently a made up fictional language like Dothraki, High Valyrian, yeah. Klingon, whatever, is a conlang. And the people who make it are conlangers. So just uh, yeah, break that out at your next Scrabble that's a cool party fact. and impress everybody. Yes, that's a fun yeah. little FYI I, I for did y'all. not know that. Did not Con know Langer. that until this week. That's pretty con langer. That's pretty cool. We had a uh, John Stahl who played Rickard Karstark, who was the Lord who Rob Stark beheaded before the red wedding on behalf of him killing some Lannister hostages because Catelyn let Jamie Lannister go. Um, he died at the age of 68, which is a shame. Yep. Um, he was, he had a good performance. He had a long career. So RIP John Stahl. We also had, yep. um, Dan Weiss, the guy who we should never see his like again, take the black. We also had Dan Weiss who with David Benioff show ran game of Thrones for all eight seasons, giving like a pretty thorough interview about like what he's doing for Netflix. Cause he and Benioff are now on Netflix and they're making the three body problem, which is a, a like a yep. game of Thrones sized, huge sci-fi show adapted from a very successful series of sci-fi novels by a Chinese author, Xi Jin Liu. Um, they're also making a smaller, like a uh, heavy metal high school movie, just kind of more for fun. And he was just talking about, yeah. you know, why they weren't involved with the Game of Thrones prequel shows and just saying like, it was time to move on. We'd done what we could do, um, which makes sense to me that uh, they put a lot of themselves into that thing. And although it, 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 it is kind of fun that they got out of Game of Thrones, which they put on record as saying like, it was exhausting to <laughs> like horses, please no more horses. Yeah. Just for those like just eight years. But apparently they just can't stay away from huge projects because the three body problem is a intergenerational. That's a big one. World spanning giant sci-fi show. So I think in their heart of hearts, they probably are the kind of guys who can't really resist taking a giant swing. Yeah. Which is fair. I feel like yeah. if that's their style, that's awesome. I mean, we've all benefited benefited from it. I could see how, you know, he taught it was Dan Weiss, right? Not David mm-hmm. Benioff that did this interview. Who to this day, I don't know if it's Dan Weiss or DB Weiss. I've never understood it's well, why sometimes it's I think the stuff, D, but whatever. Yeah, it's it's Dan Weiss. I mean, that's what the D and the DB stands for. I don't know what the B is, but he, yeah, he talked about how they were doing it basically every day for like 11 years. So I could see, like, even if you loved something, like, that's a long time to be doing, like, that intensive of a project. So it's cool to hear them talk about how they had never planned to do the successor shows. And I think that's fine. I mean, they've got Miguel Sapochnik doing one of them, which is, like, the absolute best case scenario in my eyes. So well, the only one for a while. Three body problem. Yeah, me too. I'm interested. I haven't read it. Yeah. Have you read it by any chance? Everybody, Bible? I have not. I have not read it yet. Um, I will at some point soon. Oh, yeah, I will. I haven't too. gotten there on the list, but on the list. And finally, uh, George R. R. Martin revealed the um, new some new images from the 2023 A Song of Ice and Fire calendar, which importantly is being renamed to the World of Fire and Blood calendar. Fire and Blood being the Ooh. book. On which how you know that oh yeah on which uh, I did not Fire and Blood, know that Fire and Blood being the book on which House of the Dragon is based because it covered that is yeah. Aegon torching Heron Hall good old times um, yeah. which means something right this is a tie-in calendar yes. they are changing this because and there's a uh, Rhaenyra Targaryen and Alice Hightower who were two characters on House of the Dragon played by Emma D'Arcy yeah. and Olivia Cook. So it's very purposeful. I mean, they're doing it obviously because the new thing is going to be House of the Dragon and these are going to be, you know, Cersei isn't on TV anymore. So why keep drawing her? Let's draw some yeah. of these new characters now. And it's coming out like July 9th or in July, which I think means the shows will come out around yeah. that time too. July or August is my guess. Yeah. I mean, between the calendar and the tie-in book coming out in July, that's it's some pretty strong evidence for somewhere close around there. I like that they're 
rebranding the calendar a little bit. I always enjoyed the Song of Ice and Fire calendars, but mm-hmm. they've been doing them. I mean, he's been for doing them for a long time. At least 15 years. Like they were around before the show was around. Um, so this feels appropriate because Fire and Blood is his new book. Uh, new relatively new book. I came out a couple years ago, but it's the newer book. I like that we saw <laughs> uh, Aegon and Balerion too, because that means it's not just a House of the yeah. Dragon tie-in. Like they're doing artwork from throughout Fire and Blood, because of course Fire and Blood is more than just the Dance of the Dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. It's I mean, cool I've never gotten the calendar because who needs the calendar more? Which, by the way, is what is my main objection to this. Like, it's cool that artists get these jobs every year to quote these really beautiful paintings, beautiful artworks. But like, I wonder if there's a way to commission yearly cool artwork from artists without making it a calendar. Because I don't need a calendar. I don't want a calendar. I don't it does know give what it a short other... shelf life. It does, and I mean, like these paintings are just like they're the draw. I know it's Tuesday. I just want to look at the art. Like, so I just wonder if there's like a way to keep paying these artists to make this really cool stuff without having like the final product be, and your art will be in March. Um, there's another one. I don't know what it is. So any entrepreneurs yeah. out there think about that. It'd be cool if they released the calendars and then he made the art available to order as well, like from his store. It's like an art book. Like I'd buy, I'm way more likely to buy that as like an art book than I am as a calendar. I don't want a calendar. I have a phone, Yeah, but I, I do want that artwork. So I would recommend another yeah. strategy. And as Julie says, I don't care what anyone else says about D&D. I will always be able to them for bringing us Game of Thrones. Completely agree, Julie. I know there's a lot of like, Same. even to this day, there's been enough and wise bashing. It's always boring. It's always tired. It's always reflexive. It's always, at least for more, I'm something more based on like, this is the narrative I follow. So I'm going to keep doing it rather than like, I thought this through. Oh, Julie, the, the, uh, I, yeah. and Julie loves Gantham's calendars. I love the artwork of them. I just don't need a calendar. So I wish there was like some way they could get, I bet I, I would, I, I would buy that artwork by itself in a little art book. On front of the universe, yeah. might be another idea. But yeah, that's our Game of Thrones segment. Any other thoughts on that, Daniel? It's I think going through your head. What do you think? What do you I, think? I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I don't have any, any other big thoughts Aside from what we talked on, aside from that, I'm really excited to see what Brett Lannister is going to get up to. Brett Lannister. He's going to have like, fro- he's going to have the first Lannister to have frosted tips. That's what Brett Lannister is going to be. He better, he better have his hair spiked. He got some kind of ointment for it from yeah. Pentos. He's modeling this new hairstyles. No sleeves, and he's going to invent lacrosse. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> and a headband. Yeah, so, so, yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I guess so. We're in the uh, the what are we watching section? Although one really quick Ooh. thing, Valerie on YouTube uh, says an art book is a great idea, and I agree. So you and me, Valerie, like this. But yes, go on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so what are we watching? Right. That's that's mm-hmm. what happens next. And what are you watching um, out there? Tell us. Yeah. Tell tell us what you've been watching. What you've been enjoying. Mm-hmm. I I will say the last thing i saw or one of the last mm-hmm. things before the last kingdom obviously which we talked about at length is the batman um which i went and saw this week it was pretty awesome i i don't think it dethroned the dark knight as my favorite batman movie but it was close um it's th- creepy and thematic and very noir and I think it illustrated some of the Gotham issues like the corruption in Gotham better than any Batman movie ever has. Um, so, yeah, I liked it a lot. You haven't you haven't seen this yet, right? Uh, yeah, no, I was going to this weekend, but it was a busy weekend. So hopefully I'm going to see it. I'll just have three hours to do it this weekend. We'll see what happens. But it, it looks cool. It's a big yeah, moment. It's a long. I always. Yeah, it's a long. Um, was it time well spent? Like, did they need three hours since, since you've seen it? I want to say yes. I want to say yes, but I did start to get a little tired by the end, which sometimes with a three hour movie, you know, it just ends and it's like, wow, was that three hours? This was a three hour movie that felt like a three hour movie. It was really engaging. I was never bored, but by the end I was like, it's, I've been here a while. I've been in this room a while. Um, (laughs) 
I'm excited by that same token. I'm excited for the extended director's cut edition whenever that happens, because there was a an important scene that got deleted, which we won't spoil here, but it had to do with the ending cameo villain right. that showed up, had an extra scene, um, and they're going to release it at some point. I think that's so silly. It's like, we won't spoil the secret villain should have been the Batman movie. Like, I think... If you've never seen it, <laughs> there's bad. no way you don't know who that could po- who could it possibly yeah. be? Um, it's it's Clayface, watch- right? <laughs> yeah, the one nobody cares about. Um, did you watch uh, the new Outlander premiere? Because a lot of people, Nicole, Terry, Julia, are all watching Outlander. Oh, nice, nice. I have not watched the Outlander premiere. Did you guys like it? How did you feel about it? I I heard some mixed things. I heard some people really liked it. Some people uh, weren't as big of fans of some stuff that happens. We did have some commenters on the site saying that it jumped the shark. It wasn't good. But I also like our uh, uh, Ariba loved it. So I think there's um, yeah, it's kind of a differently. Um, Yeah. Okay. Nicole says it was so so. And yeah, Martha says Claire and Christie's. Yeah. Cool. I'll watch it at some point. I've been too, uh, my, I haven't been watching too much heavy stuff this week. Um, saving well, myself Kingdom. from, you know, raised by wolves tomorrow, which is always weird and heavy. But I think, I think both of us have been watching this. Our flag means death, right? You've been watching Ooh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this, our flag means death. It's a new show on HBO that debuted last Thursday, half hour pirate comedy. Um, but I'm looking forward to because I love because I like Taika Waititi, who's the who's kind of the manager of it. Um, it's got Hodor Christian Nairn as a giant pirate who's yep. actually can talk and folk. It's not to say his name. Um, it also has Joel Fry, who played his stars on Lorac, weirdly enough, on Game of Thrones as another yeah. pirate. It's about like a uh, a kind of a, apparently a true story of a yes, aristocrat. Is a, he's a real person. Yeah, who had like a plushy aristocratic life and then who leaves yep. to become a pirate on the high seas. Uh, it was cute. It didn't blow me away, but um, I was uh, smiling. I thought it was charming. I liked it, but I, I wasn't like, you have to go see this or your life will not be complete. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it, I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was easy to watch. It was a nice, yeah, like, easy to watch. You know, like 25 nice. minute, easy to digest comedies. Um, I really love I forgot the actor's name who plays Steed Bonnet. Reese Darby. Uh, Reese Davies. Reese Darby. Yeah, he's the perfect casting for that part. He's. I always think he's so funny. Um, And Taika Waititi is playing Blackbeard, and we haven't Mm -hmm. really seen him much yet. The end of the third episode kind of set him up for the next three. I guess HBO has kind of a weird release schedule for this show, which I like. Yeah, it's like it's so they drop three episodes tomorrow. They're dropping three more Then the following three two weeks, more it's two per week. Yeah, yeah they're experimenting weird. with this one. OK, not sure. I like but, that, honestly, but whatever. Do you do HBO? And yeah, we, it's only a March. It'll be over by the end of March. The, the show, as Nicole says, the main pirate Steve Bonnet from that show is the real life father of the villain pirate Steve Bonnet from Outlander. Really? That is cool. You know, is that I? Is that true though? I I read some stuff with Diana. So I got really I I can't lie. I have a huge pirate thing. I love black sails and Assassin's Creed Black oh, Flag. That's true. When Steve okay. when Steve Bonnet first well, showed up on Outlander, I was like, "Is that the pirates and dinosaurs?" Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, "Is that the same Steed Steed Bonnet?" I found Diana Gabaldon saying that it's not that they're not the Steve Bonnet is a fictional character she made up, but I I'm curious. Now I feel like I need to research more because it was Steve Bonnet supposed to be his father, Nicole, you're making me think, and I need to know more. Oh, debunked. Maybe. I don't know. That's great. That was some real time knowledge. Yeah, we need to know down here. Interesting. Okay. We will oh, nice. confirm this. Yes. Yes. Next week we will confirm the Steve Bonnet. Cause you're not the first person I've seen say that. And now I need to know. Um, we've got Valerie saying she loved the Batman, but it totally ruined the song Ave Maria for her. And watching Our Flag Means Death right now because Taika Waititi rocks. He yes, really he does. does. I mean, I will say, I don't know. I'm hoping um, I fall in love with the show because I like it. I don't love it yet. Yeah. But here's here's hoping. I want to love it. I want to love it. Yes. 
and we got to ship, and we and we and we got to and we got and we got to catch up on Outlander. And that's been all I'm watching. Yep. Mrs. Maisel, I'm still watching. Um, nice. Anything else? Should we get into the lightning round? Let's get. Yeah, we're running. We're running up to time as we always do. So let's. We got some good lightning round stuff this week. So let's do Intriguing. it. All right. Let me drain the rest of this. <laughs> nice. All right. I'm good to go. Okay. I think I'm reading first. You ready? Okay. Hit me. Yes. All right. We're, we're, we're going to beat the buzzer today. So Anthony Starr, who plays Homelander on The Boys, was arrested after a pub brawl. <laughs> it, 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 it's Lannister. just funny. I mean, that's about it. Br- he, 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 he'll be good. Brett Lannister. Um, Anthony Starr. Not Anthony. Uh, yeah, plays Homelander, who's an Ooh. evil character on the boy. You're wrong. Um, and it, it's just funny when like someone gets arrested, inconsistent with their character. Because Homelander's a jerk, and he, apparently he actually said like, yeah. "Do you know who I am?" At the bar, which is a very <laughs> Homelander thing to do. Okay, wait, that's how it started. He said, "You know who I am." Ended. No, that, 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 that's how it ended. <laughs> like, like there was a, a thing in the. I, I'm talking. I don't care. It's so cool. It's not cool. It's awful. But like they like smashed glass against the guy's face, and and, and then they got thrown out. And they said like, "You know who I am? Made so much trouble." Like Anthony Starr is not that big a name. What can you do? You, you're not in the Illuminati. Jeez, you can't threaten the guy with that. He's very very drunk. Okay, sorry, went way over that yeah, one, but I want to talk power. About it. Yeah, right, it was um, worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. Let's bring it way down. And um, okay. Oh wait, no, never mind. Well, let's do a different thing. Fantasy Medium author down. Brandon well, Sanderson. Yes. Fantasy author Brandon Sanderson, author of Mistborn and the Cosmere uh, series of books, breaks a record for the highest funded Kickstarter ever, ever. Yep. Yeah. So he Brandon Sanderson launched a Kickstarter uh, surprise, launched it earlier last week for four secret books he'd written in secret over the pandemic. He released a Kickstarter to release them all in 2023 without telling people even what they were. And it broke the record for the highest funded Kickstarter. It's over like 26 million right now. It's very impressive. We could talk about that That's a insane. lot too, but we should probably go on. Yeah. Although, you okay. know, we can always just break the rules. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Richard does not approve. Um, so Priscilla Tolkien, uh, the daughter of J.A.R. J.R.R. Tolkien. J.A.R.R. You know, Tolkien. Yeah. A-A-R-P Tolkien. No, Uh, Priscilla Tolkien passed away at the age of 92. Priscilla Tolkien, daughter of J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, Yeah, was instrumental with one of his children. She wasn't like publishing his posthumous books like Christopher Tolkien was, but she was very important in his legacy. The Lord of the Rings, obviously J.R.R. Tolkien's big work. So sad to hear of her passing, but she lived a long, long life. And her work was important to preserving the greatest fancy story of all time. Yeah. yeah, totally. Be respectful for that one. Don't talk over it too much. Okay. Um, uh, Daniel, uh, Amazon is in talks to make a TV show based on God of War, AKA dad of boy. What do you think? Yes. Uh, I have a little bit of video game fatigue because so many studios, yeah. you know, last week it was the phenomenon twisted metal. This week it's God of War, <laughs> and uh, I, I think God of War lends itself really well. It yeah, could be a great show. 100%. It'll need a lot of special effects. It's very cinematic. Bear McCreary did the music in the game. I hope they get him back. McCreary. All right, cool. So, oh, oh, I'm curious to hear your thoughts about this one. Major theater chains charged a premium to watch the Batman. It's supposed to be okay. So, like, they're just like AMC and other big ones. Like, for big movies, their new thing is like Batman's Better Far From Home or No Way Home. They are now charging more to watch that movie, The Batman, than just a normal movie, which is a pretty new in the US. Yeah. So, just if you notice that your ticket prices are up, it might just be for that one movie because they know you will pay more for it. I don't like it. I think it's bad. I think we should stick to the old way. Buzzed. Rumor the first scene leaks from Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. What's that mean? Um, yeah, so there, it's funny now because we have the trailer, but it was rumored that the first <laughs> the first scene had been played in Burbank and somebody leaked what it was about online. Apparently it had to do with seeing Order 66 happen from the perspective of two Padawans at the Jedi Temple. So this is a rumor. It's not confirmed, but it's still interesting to it's think confirmed. about, especially it, with the trailer. It's happening. 
By the yeah. way, Terry says that Bear McCreary also does Outlander. Um, also does Outlander. Yes, Daniel, does. you love three things. You love pirates, you love dinosaurs, and you love Bear McCreary. That's right. He also did Battlestar Galactica and Black Sails, which are, have incredible scores. Um, uh, okay, so we've got two. Oh, I think we Ooh. skipped one. Um, did? So the, the Batman spinoff about oh, the Gotham okay. Police Department is now about Arkham Asylum. Okay, yeah. So just today they announced the Batman, Batman again. Uh, they're going forward like a spinoff about the Penguin. <laughs> the Penguin's getting his own show. Colin Farrell's getting his own Penguin show. Yeah. And they were going to make one about the Gotham PD, but now it's about Arkham Asylum, which is fine. Um, this is the, this is that thing where they want a cinematic universe really, really fast, and they're, they're just going to have it. And, um, and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way it is now. It's not that bad, so it's fine. Yep. Could be worse. Right. Uh, could be I worse. guess <laughs> could be worse. It could be involved could, could be worse. I guess for this last one, we need to give a, a warning. If you want no Walking Dead spoilers, Ooh. so you might want to close your ears and eyes for a second. AMC made a lot of people mad with this last lightning round. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. So the last story is um, AMC announced a new Walking Dead spinoff, Isle of the Dead, and on the poster yep. at the top of it, big honking letters. They wrote Maggie yep. and Negan, letting you know those two characters survive the end of this show. Yeah, a lot of people were really upset because we're in the we're in the final season of The Walking Dead, and they've confirmed so Maggie, Negan, Daryl, and Carol. The they have two spinoff shows for each of those characters, which means they all survive the end of the show. Isle of the Dead is Maggie and Negan disliking each other in Manhattan. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> It's a choice. Yeah, we that was a. I mean, sometimes we do it well. That was a bad lightning round for us. We were all over the place um, and true. going over time and stuff. But you know, but it's because life, the news some, was so good, so juicy. Sometimes yeah. you, you 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 succeed, and sometimes you fail, but succeed in a different way you weren't expecting. And that's, that's right. for today. Thank you for joining us here on Take the Black Live. We are here every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time here on the Winners Coming Facebook page and the Winners Coming YouTube page. Thanks, Julie, Christian, Terry, um, for watching us. Uh, I know everybody else uh, watches as well. I don't have your names on me in front of me right now. I should just stop right now. Thank you for watching, everybody. We are back uh, at <laughs> 4 p.m. next Wednesday and hope to see you at that time goodbye <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.